I am Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. And welcome to another Dr. Drew After Dark. I can't believe I'm here again. Uh, I am... um, I'm here for you mommies, bottom line. I am here for the mommies. And uh, I I, um, always come into every show with a certain amount of anxiety. There's never a show that I start without anxiety. Not about being in front of a camera, but of whatever the hell you guys are going to subject me to. So we will see. Uh, Remind you, uh, Dark at gmail.com, drdrewafterdark is where you can email me all the effed up questions you have. And you can send us your voice messages at 818-253-1693. And one day we will have call-ins. But right now we're relying on you for the voice messages. Speaking of fucked up, Adam Ray, welcome to the program. <laughs> so, so. Maybe the best intro I've ever received. Speaking of fucked up. How long have we known each other? Like 15, 20 years? Well, it's been a while. Be, dude, yeah, you were at my uh, circumcision. And I remember yeah. it was weird because you weren't performing it. But you were like, I just like to watch. And yeah, was like, it was just, well, you had it when you were... 28 it was, <laughs> it was kind of a weird thing it, i was so. late to the game i so. didn't know that that was like a thing that you know that you could do that I could, or the girls were into yeah they're into the actual circumcision yeah or to, <laughs> yeah not the, not the after effects of the what after the penis effect, looks uh, like they I, just like to see we are going a man down. get chopped we well i think these days there's a little more energy around <laughs> oh, that I yeah think that, yeah it truly I, is. Bet, I bet that there's probably a whole series of sort of videos that you could or like a there's uh, got to fan be. pages of Fan pages of circumcision yeah. or guys getting... I mean, look, let's be honest. The uh, I think we just missed the 25-year anniversary of the um, Lorena Bobbitt uh, Snip Snap. Did you see the video, the, the, the documentary about it? Oh, God, I thought you were gonna about to say the actual video. No, no, the, well... she took it off. Well, but they, the doctor's there and the surgeries are there. And then his penis enlargement many years later. He oh, has yeah. Done. It's crazy. I would love to see the video of when she tossed it into the, the yard. I, I feel like i Because I've then I'm it. like not fully looking at a penis, but I'm seeing what it would look like if it's being oh, thrown. Oh, they show it. They show a picture of it after it's been dis. dis- Where did she chop it from? What the base? The base, yeah. Yeah, just whew. and and then they show the feel. I feel like I've seen the whole thing because you have to see this documentary. It's called Lorena. It's really good. Well, I haven't and even seen Game of Thrones yet, so they, I need to go down that. They talk to the, the sheriffs that found it. They're like, yeah, yeah I, I stepped. I, 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 I <laughs> oh, he's having say. flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's having penile found, flashbacks. Like, Here, this is it. Penis. This is it. Tina. Yeah. I wonder what that call was like too, where they're just like, oh, they go through the whole thing. They oh go through God. every piece of it. They believe me. By the way, what has to at what point in the relationship is that the is that like plan B or E or was she just like, look, if I get pushed to the brink, I'm chopping your dick off. It, you you find out. Did that, she put that in a text or a no, card? No, you find out it was bad. There was stuff going on. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. That's this a, was a last ditch effort <laughs> in a weird, screwed up dissociation. Because state. I'm wondering if there was any sort of therapy that preceded the chop to uh, where she was like. Look, some nights I just want to cut his cock off. Yeah. And he's like, she says oh. that a lot. I don't oh, believe it her. Gets, it gets even weirder because he starts stalking her later in life to oh. try to get back together and some weird delusional thing. And she's like, I cut his effing penis off. Yeah. Why does he want, Why does he think I'd want to get back together with him? Yeah. Very bizarre. <laughs> it's very bizarre. By the way, that is some. That is the most delusional dude. You have like, to watch this documentary. Look, I'm I've telling been, you. I've been there as it's a dude very good. where uh, I broke up with, um, actually she broke up with me. I, I was a girl I was dating in Seattle. We were doing long distance. It was, I think, doomed from the start. But, you know, I've done distance a few times. I think yeah. love gets you through a year and a half yeah. at most. And then someone's got to compromise and make the move. But I could feel us like going down that path of where it wasn't going to work. And then, man, I was so, and it made sense, but I was so ripped up afterwards. You were stalking. I wasn't stalking, but I definitely, she definitely, I remember uh, at one point she was like, 
if we're both going to move on, you got to stop like reaching out to me. Right. And, and it wasn't like abrasive. It was just like checking in stuff, but it was like, I missed her. And then, dude, dude. and the one text of her saying, you got to stop made me go, oh, I'm that guy. And that felt terrible. There's a name for that. John Bobbitt. It's called stalking. John Bobbitt. It's called stalking behavior. It's yeah, but I a lot of guys do it I these know. days, especially. But I don't. It's very common. Her you don't think maybe. no one thinks about it that way. But when well, look, you, I wasn't look, standing outside of her goes, bedroom window when, with a when picture. When she of, goes, get out of here, and you don't. You're a stalker. You're a stalker. Oh no, yeah, so, that's so stalker. I've been a stalker. It can be, it can be a very, right. very mild, very limited. I mean, you yeah. could be driving by the house. There's levels checking. of stalking. Yeah, they could be checking the stuff <clears> on, on electronic media. And by the way, we have a, a for our first email question, which is how long can? Oh no, I'm sorry, it's from the screwballs in the control room. Oh great. How long can a dick be chopped before it can be reattached? I think I know exactly who back there is asking that question. So yeah, what's in the right questions here, Drew? So how long the can your hard-hitting body... questions? I know that the answer. Katie Couric wouldn't ask this question. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to let's g- both guess. I'm going to guess on the order of six-ish hours if it's on. So this is how long the body days. can survive without having a place to pee. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. How long the penis can survive before you can reattach it? Oh, because <laughs> the body can go without a dick, no problem. No problem. That's yeah. what they were going to do to him. They were going to just sort of re- just make him a little perineal hole. And what was? It. What were you just doing there? What is they that? They just flap. They create a flap. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you know? A muscular. I don't think I would want you performing this. I mean, you're like, yeah, hey, they tie it into an animal balloon. A perineal flap. It's a musculocutaneous flap. Okay. They just cover everything up. They just make it a hole. Oh my God! Wouldn't that be great? For who? I know it'd be terrible. Wait, so you so you can still pee out of it? Yes. Wait, so when the dick gets chopped off, and by the way, if some of you right now are listening, being like, "Hey, are they going to move on to other topics?" We no, don't know yet. No, so strap probably, in. Not. probably not. not. Probably this not. This is fascinating shit. Yeah. If um, can you? So you'll still be able to pee out of the hole. Yes. But there's no sexual penetration happening. No. What? What? What's going to penetrate? I mean, <laughs> a, a urine stream somewhere. There's some like 15 year old boy being like, "Hey, I could still do it," you know? No, because it's it was at it was chopped clean clean off. Oh man! So at that point, do you also look in the mirror and and go, "Well, maybe this is maybe I wasn't supposed to have one anyway. Maybe this is my whether you're not sign. supposed to have one or not. You ain't got one. You ain't now got there one. is a way. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Doctor Alter. Strangely enough, that's his name. Yeah. who can rebuild a penis out of forearm tissue. Wow. He can make it sort of functional. Because what, the forum's got some uh, it's girthy... Just, it's just, yeah, just muscle and just... Yeah. The forum is the most, uh, you know, uh, penis-type. Well, I mean, penis-like, I penis guess. Penis-like, yeah. yeah. Like, look, even just doing that, it's like... A, you sort of can draw the penis just right about the right dimensions on the... By the way, of course, you want, anyway. of course it's a male doctor that, like, probably saw some Avengers movie and he was like, did you see Iron Man? He looked like a cock when he was putting his heart... Like, w- only dudes think that things look like... Actually, that's not true. There's a lot of girls that when they're like they, they see the phallus but the phallus we see the action we see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? please make that t-shirt and put it on your website oh we have t-shirts we see yeah, the fa- they see the phallus Boom. we see the action <laughs> so so before the so mics heated six up, hours i'm sorry before the mics heated up you you started asking me a question i and we just got in the way of it it was do you ever we were talking about love line oh, uh, which by the way god how many times do people just give it up for you in that show uh, they miss it. That's sort of why we invented yeah, this kind well, of thing. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. uh, doing the trick. But, yeah, sort but, of. It's kind of a version of it. Legendary. How often do you ever just think back to those days and those times? I mean, was it chaotic? You know, it was just a part of my life. It's weird. I don't think about it that way. I, th- I think of the TV show that way. I okay. think back to some of the stuff in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Because that was sort of a weird adventure. Right. And I'd never done television before. I'd know what I was doing. Yeah. You transitioned and, smoothly. <laughs> you did. To TV, radio and TV. Yeah. Well, Adam and I both. Well, we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We would do six shows a day. 
Fuck. It's crazy. But like, are there certain stories that stick out to you that you ever think, or do people reach out years later and go, I called yes. to ask you about yes, this? Yes, yes. Wow. But, but it was the, do you ever, do you ever think back? Is that what you were going to yeah. ask me? So, um, you know, there are moments, there are sentinel moments, like when Fletcher uh, vomited on me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and uh, then he took, it to, then he came back about five or six years later and then threatened to take us to Poo Poo City. Sure. Of course. As is the, as, well, you'd as, never as, been. He was just trying to be a good custom, host. As yeah. the custom. <laughs> uh, you have to look into Loveline lore. And uh, just occasionally the vignettes come to my yeah. mind, you know, the time that... Uh, Maxi Priest freaked out on me because <laughs> <laughs> because because I was at the same time yeah, I had Maxi Priest and uh, Shaggy in the studio yeah. at the time, but and I'm a big Shaggy friend. Yeah. Well, how dare I? How dare you? He freaked out. Yeah. And left the studio. So it's just I you know Maxie, Maxie I think Priest. we're we're all guilty of this of doing you know I feel like those of us that you know go out of our way to keep ourselves busy and find new projects mm. and be creative in different ways yes. it's so easy to just be looking forward and not take a minute to go. You know, not well, even reflect, but just I, appreciate. Like, listen, I, I, because I, you know, practice medicine for 30 years, mm -hmm. everything I do, not, not practicing medicine to me is like this magical adventure. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What, how did I, this happen? For sure. Weird. Your dad was a doctor. My dad was a cardiovascular surgeon, did a lot of open heart surgeries, always tried to get me to come watch. I mean, I was definitely intrigued by the medical. Did, did he want you to go into medicine? He wanted me to perform the surgeries. He was like, dude, I'm tired. I'm a little hungover. I'm a little bipolar. Oh, oh, trust Do you want me, to take he, over? He'd you put know? your hand in the, in the field. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Just put your, put your thumb on something. <laughs> yeah. He was like, if you can just make a, a, You don't understand. That's what medical students do. So yeah. Just hold this, put your hand here. For real? Oh, yeah. I guess how else are you going to learn, right? Not even learning. They just need the hands. In he would there. tell me some of the hours that he would do on these I open know. art surgeries. Yeah, yeah. Mind blowing yeah. to have the focus and like no wonder the, you know they would. Um, and by the way, why, I, I I didn't like it because you'd be wearing the light. You could your glass would be sliding. Yeah. It, your back would hurt. He had amazing yeah. uh, hand eye coordination and yeah. just um, not um, my thing. Yeah, I not mean, so thing. so now he's you know just uh, uh, working at a VA clinic in, in Salem, Oregon, <clears throat> still crushing it. You know, doing a lot of great stuff with veterans. So, so how did comedy come around? Oh man, comedy. You know. It, I always uh, had, I think, the, the funny gene in me. I think when I realized, you definitely need, you can be funny around your friends. I didn't really do it around my family too much. Do I wasn't have, that kid that was like. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got a sister who is uh, a couple years older. And then now I've got a couple half brothers, a couple stepbrothers, stepsister, mm -hmm. um, the full Brady so, Brunch. So did that happen when you were growing up? Yeah, folks split when I was nine. And uh, thanks for bringing it up. And we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're still not. Spoiler alert. Uh, they're you know still separated. It took us to Disneyland for a save the marriage trip when we were six, and uh, the teacups aren't that I guess romantic. But um, crazy story though. I went to Disneyland uh, with them when I was six. Got lost at six. It's a traumatic event at six to, to still remember that and getting lost and that feeling of not knowing where I was and hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And Winnie the Pooh uh, found me. Um, uh, saw me lost and like and, you know, and, and just you take me to that moment. Was like a horrifying Winnie the Pooh monster coming after you? Know, or was it, it, it were we your story? Winnie the Pooh, the I think, had been ingrained in me that he was a pretty good, casual, okay. chill right, character. Good, good, good. If it was Tigger, I'd have been like, dude, back <laughs> off, take a Xanax, and get the fuck out of my face. You're bound. You're, you're coming in at, at so you got at 80. lost. How interesting that you got lost in, on and the nobody save the marriage trip. Yeah. By the mm. way, yeah, for, <laughs> very interesting. Oh my god, should I lay down on the couch? Uh, you have to lie down. But, but he uh, he took me to a. Uh, the lost and found station and found my folks and they were just sobbing and mm. and uh, anyway I do this now in my now, act now, because now hold on did the parents were they blaming each other or were they unified in their I remember their... my mom being just real distraught and my dad kind of you know also being distraught but you could tell they were definitely fighting like it was they they Whose both fault was it? yeah for sure 
Um, so that didn't bode well. So maybe it was my fault. You know, <laughs> you, you want to think that the kid didn't have anything to do with it, but they, maybe my dad was like, I swear to God, if one of the kids gets lost, that's the last straw. Um, and if, and it was Winnie the Pooh, that's not even the best character that found him, you know? Uh, but so 30 years later, uh, I, last time I have done a uh, pot edible, uh, weed brownie, I went to Disneyland, got lost again from my friends. How old were you? Oh, this was, th- uh, 28, 29. Are you really lost from your friends at that point? Oh, yeah. Doc, when you are freaking out so bad on edibles and like you're having panic attacks on the Alice in Wonderland ride and then you realize you're not even on the Alice in Wonderland ride, you're just getting a, uh, you know, a a frozen banana, you know, and uh, and my buddies, we just gotten separated and I was having... You know, too many uh, edibles gives you an anxiety yeah. and, and paranoia level that you can't, it's uncharted. And my heart felt like it was going to pop out of my chest. Yep. And I'm looking for like some, like a medical, somebody in the medical world at Disneyland, which they're not, you know, uh, frequenting the park too much. And I swear to God, I see poo again, right? <laughs> and I had this weird extra flashback. high, like flashback of when I got lost. It was like outer body. And I was like, something very calming came over me to where I was like, He'll, he found, he helped me, you know, 20 years ago. Why would he bail on me now? And so I go up to him and I went real close and I was like, yo man, uh, you got to help me out. I had three pop brownies. I'm freaking the fuck out. I think my heart's going to pop out of my chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you point me in the direction of the, uh, the first aid station or some sort of medical establishment? And he did not want to break the character code of conduct and just looked at me and threw his arms up and he was like, <laughs> and, and then I got real angry. I went from zero to 60 in a, in a pop brownie heartbeat. I was just like, dude, break the fucking fourth wall. I go, I know you're just a guy in there. I used to play Wolverine at Universal Studios, which by the way, that should definitely not be the only reason I know he's not the real Winnie the Pooh. Right, yes. But I was like, I used to do this shit. I know you're probably just Max from Detroit. Fucking point me in the direction of some help. And he kind of whispered something through the mask and I couldn't hear it. Uh, and then he just walked away. Uh, and then at that point I turn around, I see parents and kids are looking at me because I was, uh, I was animated. Uh-oh. And I'm sure some kids were probably like, is he asking them where the you know, magic mountain is? But no, I mean, it looked like a full on. And then I tried to act all cool. You know, like when sometimes you're drunk and you trip down some stairs and you try to turn it into a dance just yes. to be like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> So people were looking at me, and I remember this one guy was like, are you okay? I was like, are you okay? And I was like, all right, dude. I need to get out of here and go to Legoland or something. Yeah. But that, uh, anyway, so that Wolverine, was. So Wolverine, that, uh, that was a career maker. Oh, dude, that was, what do you come to L.A. for, you know, to, to do the roles that Hugh Jackman passed on? So, so. <laughs> I met so many celebs in that Wolverine suit. <clears throat> Michael Jackson came through the park one time, didn't meet him, screamed at him. Uh, in Wolverine attire, and uh, did you, you had to do the some. You had to do a show too, right? As Wolverine or something? Did you tell me this? No, you. Well, I did the so first job was a tour guide on the back lot. Uh, I was the you on did the something tram. in the water world <clears throat> at one point, didn't you? No, I was a. I hosted the Fear Factor live show. Fear Factor, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Wolverine, you just basically you walk around the park, With and you're, you're eye candy for nerdy children and heavy set Latina women, and and you, you know, you which uh, you still are, strangely enough. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. The amount, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The, um, that's my demo. Um, yeah, it was, you know, my mom was so uh, wonderfully supportive of like, you know, when they split, it was definitely had a weirder relationship with my dad because uh, it was just, you know, I put on a happy face for all that stuff. My sister is a lot more aware of like. Split, the, split was dad's fault. For sure. So affair. my stepmom now is, yeah. And, and with the stepmom? Yeah. And then they ended up having two kids and she had one. And uh, it was it was weird. And, and, I mean, it was we moved to a different house. My mom and sister and I. And was I remember she a nurse. Just, uh, I think so. Yeah, you yeah. think so? Yeah, she was. Yeah, thank yeah. you. 
Uh, and so this was, was yes, she like a scrub nurse? Was she somebody in the OR or was somebody like from the ICU? I, I don't One or the know. other. Yeah. It might have been ICU. Okay. So I think ICU she worked nurse. closely. You know, okay. So she's the ICU nurse. And, you know, you work in those laid out. And, you know, my folks were married for 20 years. My mom, my mom always says like 10 were pretty well, fuck good. fuck her, right? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Fuck dude. your stepmom. I mean, she now broke, she's got, you broke your parents up. Yeah, you know, she's got stage four cancer now. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. thank you. So, I feel so much so, better. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. But look, can I say something though? There Please. was there was this weird moment where, like, when she got she had breast cancer and she got through that, and now she's got this, and it's it's a it's know, a recurrence. It's, it's of breast, a bummer. Recurrence of breast cancer. I think so. Yeah. But now in the it's uh, what is it, is it metastasized mm-hmm. right into the liver? But mm-hmm. they just did a check to see if it's spread and it hasn't. So okay. so at least that's a, a positive. There's sign. a lot to be done now for breast cancer. For sure. Yeah. There was a moment, and I don't want to, you know, I, I want to uh, explore this uh, on stage at some point. But so my mom is just the, the, you know, God's gift to the world, just the sweetest, most upbeat. Like even now, when I'm like, how do you stay cordial around my stepmom and my dad? And she's like, I'm an adult. And like, what are you going to do? Like, shit happened. It was awful back in the day, but now I'm remarried and life's good. And like, what am I going to do? Like, I just, I'm going to be nice to everybody now. I, I'm a big advocate of those things make you who you are. And hey, it age eight, s- nine was bad though for split time for kids. What's that? Age eight, nine, six, eight, six, seven, eight, nine is not good for kids to be splitting them. I mean, no, no good age, but that's pretty rough. Those well, days. you're so, I mean, I was a little oblivious to, I was like, Oh, I get to still see him. Okay, cool. And then I just, again, even at that age, I mean, I was like peer mediating between my sister and mom because they were yeah. at each other's necks a lot. But so I just kind of grew up quick. And uh, you're the peacemaker. Yeah. And so the funny thus, came the, from thus me. the movie of taking everybody to the movies. For stuff. sure. Yeah. I think so the funny came from me uh, wanting to probably distract from all that yeah. shit that was going on. Yeah, yeah. And I started making friends laugh and prank calling Seattle sports radio stations and, and prank calling friends doing. Um, there was this one girl in fourth grade. This was the first time I recognized that I kind of had a you know, maybe a, a skill for this. And there's a girl that a lot of people had a crush on. She was a new girl in school. And she liked one of my buddies, some real skinny athletic kid. And I was a fat kid. And, um, and I was like, Hey, and I would always make jokes even fourth grade. I was like, we could, you know, we could, you know, buy a, buy a bra and share it, you know? And, um, and, uh, okay, good. Still didn't work. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just silence here. On the, and so, uh, and so I would call my buddy as her cause I, I could mimic her voice oh and God. we'd have three or four buddies around and we call and just talk on the phone like late night like a kid and Ooh. and kind of diabolical when yes. you look back. But they would just laugh so hard. And I was like, oh, that's a funny, that's this a is, fun feeling. This is good. Yeah. You, and the fat kid, do you think that was because of all the stress at home? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And also, I don't know if you've double fisted Pop-Tarts and dipped them in Cool Whip, but it's, you know, I blame Pop-Tarts and Cool Whip for for coming together and creating such know, a wonderful just taste. Just the idea of fisting. I didn't, didn't quite get that. Okay. Piece. Well, you're focusing on the wrong part. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Um, so, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and were you depressed at all with that part of the deal? No, I think it was, you know, being a, a big kid, you don't know. When did the fat go away? Oh man. When my grandpa casually, God bless him. Rest in peace. He goes, uh, he goes, you know, you're, uh, not going to be able to wear sweatpants at your bar mitzvah. <laughs> and I was just like, the fuck did you say? What? <laughs> what? what? And for a, don't tell me how to live my life. B, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, but so <laughs> I, I needed to, you know, get into a suit and, um, you know, him and my mom just didn't ever want to, you know, cut, uh, bust my balls for, so for was, having a weight problem. This was so, your mom's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then my mom was like, look, I had issues growing up, so I never wanted to give you shit. She's like, but as soon as I was like, yo, and then when the teasing started happening from like friends, yeah. that was kind of the last straw. Cause I had a few buddies that never 
made it an issue. And but you need signs that, from the outside world. Yeah, like, I mean, it's good that you can make a change. When, you know, when you saw the stuff, you made a change. For sure. And I literally it was so active, so I just started eating healthy, and I dropped like 40 pounds in a summer. Mm. I mean, and boy, when a fat kid goes on a diet in the uh, sixth grade. Everyone notices. Oh, it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Like the parents also can't hold back. I yeah. remember at the sixth grade party, <laughs> Uh, they had, you know, all the snacks. Everyone's got crazy metabolism. Yeah. I was not blessed with that. So yeah. I've just, and I've known for, you know, coming in and just crazy lunches and just, you know, being a big kid. And so uh, at the sixth grade party, there were all sorts of pizzas and chips and donuts and everything. And I remember walking in, there were a lot of parent chaperones. And I walked into the, uh, the area where all the snacks were, everyone's outside. And I walk in and I start looking uh, and I go over and grab a piece of celery. And one of the moms, and I won't uh, say her name, Patty Greenland, uh, but she... <laughs> She looked at me, I remember, and was just like, she goes, celery? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, the pizza's right there. <laughs> I mean, what? Like, just basically being like, hey, fatty, you're, you're picking up the wrong snack. And I was like, she's like, what, why? She's like, why aren't you getting pizza? Oh, it's a little more like, uh, hey, Vicodinic, here's the heroin. What's in my head with you? <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh, I'm on a diet. And I felt the need to tell her. And then she goes, Really? And I was like, yeah, and and, and all the parents kind of like made some little like comments, and I was like, god damn, like that is, and it just kind of fueled the fire to like lose even more Did weight. Did you were you athletic at all? You, oh yeah. yeah, and that's what I always so say. Then, I, was, I was quick fat. So like in basketball, I thought I was going to go pro because I was just as fast as all the skinny kids. Uh, I just smelled like you know macaroni and cheese when I sweat. <laughs> My coach was like, you're the most delicious defender of all time. <laughs> but I I just I I was. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of an anomaly that I was like a fast, fat kid. but And so when you came out here, where you're, uh, you went to SC, right? USC, yeah. Yeah. And you then, as well. It's a medical school, went yeah. to SC. And, and then you... And then you um, did acting school at SC, graduated. That's when I went to Universal. It was like... And, you and did you, was your dad pissed at that point? Is he like... No, that's when we reconnected, actually, because he, man, he just went... I mean, I could, we could do a four-part series on, you know, the, uh, the family side. But just, he, you know, ended up... Um, uh, uh, you know, losing his license um, for prescribing um, no to antidepressants to his uh, secretary Ooh. and uh, to get to him, and that was you to, know to get to him to, for him for so for her to give to him Ooh. so an ethical no no oh my god and that was it and uh, and usually then, that's not enough to lose the license no right? shit man I I mean he was crushing it uh, but usually there's some other but, stuff going on and then that's the last no, straw kind of thing no I mean there there wasn't it was just kind of a they they just had a uh, you know they just the people uh, in charge were just like no nope, that's not like we're not fucking with someone who's doing that and um, was I mean any, there might have been but it must I, not have been antidepressants then no it was. It must have been benzodiazepines. Would you call me Valium? Valium-like oh, drugs, yeah. those sorts of things. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's that's where they that's, that's where, where they the, that's off the rails. Okay, that's scheduled stuff. It could have just. Wouldn't it be a bummer if you just find out it was like Flintstone vitamins? No, and like, look, it's, people it's, having it's, a tough it, I'm time. I'm sitting there thinking, these. what? Antidepressants? It makes sense. That's oh, what really? he told. That's what he told you. Yeah. No. Oh so, shit. Okay. So, yeah. But so, so then he, you know, he worked. Uh, we reconnected because he was working. You know, at all these uh, clinics around the country, and, and, and now he's back. He's got like now he's back and he's got his back. Yeah, and in Salem and, and at the VA clinic and just... Did he have trouble getting it back? Shouldn't... It took like 10 years to Whoa. work over a bunch of places and some places just couldn't get over the fact that it happened even though it was years mm, ago. Interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, now we've got a good relationship. And Gosh, you know, there's another comedian's dad has a similar story. Who's that? I, I can't say it. I'll okay. tell you afterwards, but he asked me not to you know, go. Because as he said, my dad's been through enough. You know, he, he suffered with, with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of it's it's amazing though to see, and again, like I just you know my sister's got a tough time, 
letting go of some of the things with my stepmom and whatnot. And so I'm much more lenient to just be like, look, things are what they are. It is what it is. I want everybody to be happy in this stage of their lives. Yeah. So I reach out to my stepmom m- more so. And Well, you've always been a super positive guy. Yeah, That's you have thing. to be, man. There's yeah. two. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and look, I get my, I have my down days like anybody, but it's like. Yeah, well, I've, I'm going to bring, uh, this will be one of them. We're, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're working on that right now. It's also, uh, look what we get to do. Like if you, like if you let too much of this shit get you, like there's no point in being in this business if you can't yep. find like yeah. 60% joy. No, I, I agree with you. Um, and before, before we start taking some calls and voicemails and email yeah. and stuff, uh, you had said you'd gone down a rabbit hole with congenital birth defects. <laughs> oh man. Do you have any questions about that? Look, um, you know, I'll we never get ready forget- to throw pictures up. Gentlemen. I'll never forget the day I saw two girls, one cup. That shit changed my life. Literally. It also changed... Um, a lot the of landscape yes. <laughs> changed the girls who were in that video's lives. You would think so. That, they're locked and loaded for pictures for you. So progeria is one of the things. Progeria. I mean, look, I, I look saw this. P r o g e r i a. Progeria. It's a I nasty. G e r i a. I'm not G-E-R-I-A. into those no. videos. P r o g e r i a. There it is. I a. I'm not into the videos of like people getting hit by trains. Ah, look at that little oh, poor kid. Oh, oh God. See, like look at the third. Look at the third. The middle ones on the top. And and it's they age eight years faster, right? It can be way worse than that. It, it, what it is, they, they get cardiovascular. Oh, aging. my God. So it's horrible. That's like a nine-year-old kid. And Who so looks like... Looks like an 80-year-old man or 100-year-old man. It's really... Oh. No way. That's not yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you see it, when you look... I remember the first progeria case I saw. Oh. We were looking at her arteries on plain x-rays, and they were totally calcified. Like completely calcified. All oh, her whole body of arterial system. It's just this rapid aging process. It is a is that like a fifteen-year-old kid right there? Uh, they don't necessarily live that long. They don't, huh? Yeah, because they're just aging so quick. They die of old age. Jesus. Yeah. Now, do does do their habits uh, develop like an old man? Like if they're no, like a ten-year-old kid being like, let me tell you about no, the depression. No, the brain is not. The brain is they get older, a kid. they get dementias and things, but developmentally, <clears throat> it's kid or adolescent. Yeah. So you're a kid just watching yourself from the Can inside just deteriorate. Mm. Yeah, it's very sad. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Adam. <laughs> yeah. What did you say about joy? I was trying to transition <laughs> from divorce <laughs> into progeria. Was, was you know. there another? Uh, well, look, there's a, you got a congenital defect you got yourself well, see, wrapped this, into. This Facebook rabbit hole I went on was just posting a bunch of weird birth defects. I mean, the congenital, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, conjoined twins thing is ah. always a uh, mind blower to me um, because I just don't see. I mean, also. Oh, here we go. At this, the head, too. Yeah, there's one. There. I mean, look, it makes me. And here's what I do. I play a little game called which would I want. You know what I'm saying? Like. Would I want to be conjoined at the head or conjoined at like the shoulders, like yeah, or at the sides? Yeah, oh, I got at the. He- I happily go for, but the, or the, butt to butt. You know what I'm saying? Like butt to butt would be great. Now, how do you poop if you're butt to butt? I don't know. I'm imagining there's some special arrangement at the yeah. toilet. Uh, what I understand is the the thing I find sort of extraordinary about these individuals. And oh yeah, these are the most famous uh, yeah, cases. They, they were, were featured. They were like two headed. Um is that can you i mean i can't agree with anybody all the time on anything right and so you have two people dealing with one body how the hell are you not just like punching each other in the face all the oh, time oh you probably are yeah. I, you don't hear about that it's, though it's you're taking sibling rivalry to the to the next level it's just no they all seem to kind of get along which is extraordinary it's something about but they're not, that. and they're not huh. sharing the same heart and stuff are they they can look at that one that one's got the same everything look at that one there's two people how dare you oh, my gosh why did you take us here <laughs> you said you wanted but look these are all look at let's focus on the one of them in the pool they're having a good time like this you know yeah 
There they are. It's like when you see in People magazine, like the stars are just like us. Like you want to see stuff like the conjoined twins are just like us. Like they go to the pool. Like they share the same heart, you know? No, I think there is. Okay. Oh, well, that. No, this is what real. I'm talking about. Is that, that real? That could be photoshopped, but I hope no, it's I not. Think this one's fake. Yeah. That's not How fake. dare the Internet put me through an emotional roller coaster? Yeah. Dude, the first ever conjoined diving Olympic uh, duo. Oh, there's old uh, what they used to call Siamese twins. Yeah. Which is conjoined twins. And you know the, those famous ones that were with um, P.T. Barnum? Oh, the circus ma- guy. Got married, had kids. No way. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. growing up? I mean, dude, the amount of teasing that you have to succumb to Forget as a kid. Forget teasing. How do you have kids? How do you do your thing? You have to time the wives up or everyone has to agree to everything? Oh, wow. wow. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the couple. Those are the guys, right? And when the baby does come out, are you like, he's, you know, like, do you get in fights about it? Like, he's got your eyes. <laughs> He's got I, your. I think we're talking about two. He's got our things. hand. Yeah. No, I think we have. They're the wives. There it is. Chang and Eng, the original Siamese twins, and um, I think there are two penises involved there. They, there they has were, to be. Yeah, they were sort of uh, joined at the liver or something, if I remember right. Wow. So, yeah, those are the kids. Look at that. And those are the women later. Oh my God, they look so See, ha- they no, look so happy, Adam. Look at that. Now, why can't we follow a family like this? I'm done with the Kardashians. They remind can't me. Can we see what the Chang and Yang are up to? They're all so happy. You think of you the, the work you could do with that family to keep them all happy. You're an expert in this. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I've had enough of this. Okay, I am. Uh, Is there anything else? I mean, I'm trying to think of. I mean, the skin condition ones are the crazy. But no. then there's those ones where like the oh, wait, guy with the. Hold on, let's get some skin stuff. Well, out. how about the tree guy? Have you ever seen the tree guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is, is that a? A That's a, it's a wart. It's actually a, it's a virus that overgrows. The, the tree Can skin. Can we go to the tree, tree man or whatever? Or was it, is it tree skin? Yeah, tree skin man. Oof. Yeah, this guy. There, there it, is. it is. I mean, that's just not even, like, that's just some weird ass. I mean, you know, this makes me question if there's a God. Because, like, how do you let that guy, how do you let that get to that? Uh, yeah. You can't put the kibosh on that with some sort of cream, like, two weeks in yeah i think there's a treatment but uh i i don't know how they deal with that yeah also he i mean i don't know what the bangladeshi cure system is after one week of what the mandatory cured after 16 operations i think it says 16 operations yeah so so good times what do, do we know what type of tree it's not a tree pine it's, it's oak a virus. okay you know what look i'm just trying to ask the hard-hitting questions wow. and also conversation your, start if i meet where him your brain goes i can't wait to see yeah if i run into him public i want to be able to Dude, the amount of like, have you ever had an acquaintance catch up? What? An acquaintance catch up. What does that mean? Oxymoron, for sure. Like somebody that you run into that you're like, oh, we have nothing in common. I don't even know your last name. But here we are catching up because the person is is driving real hard with the like, hey. So is it somebody you don't really remember? Oh, it's or somebody, somebody you, I know of, somebody you know, but just you know. literally like we've never texted. And this person, I ran into them, I won't say their name, about three weeks ago. And they were so fired up to see me. And so I, you know, reciprocated and was like, you know, but then hey. he, likes, he likes your comedy and stuff. He's a fan. But no, we've like, I think done shows together way back in the oh. day. But you know, when we started like 12 years ago uh. and, uh, and I go, uh, he goes, how you doing? And I was he's like, how you been? And I was like, oh, and I, I tried to give the standard, you know, uh, you know, just keep it moving. Like I was like, oh, just grinding, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, you know, waking up with the sun, trying to go to bed with the moon, you know, just sound like a Phil Collins song at every corner. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, all right, I've kept it brief. Now hopefully that's the end of it. And then I go, uh, you know, do my parts. So I go, and, and oh, dude, how, how have you been? And he, <laughs> he pauses and looks down and goes, how have I been? 
And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no, then he launches into this five-minute story. He goes, I guess you haven't seen me since the accident. And oh, was, no. And I was like, well, no. <laughs> what happened? And he's like, oh, uh, last summer, uh, oh. a jet ski ripped the tops of three of my fingers off. Uh, it was a jet ski was attached to a rope, and it got tied around my fingers and ripped it off. They had to take skin from my neck, graph it back onto my fingers. I just got feeling uh, back a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. But I can't complain. And I was like, no, I actually think you can complain. <laughs> that is the time to give a Yelp review to the world. Yeah. And so do you ever like when, when somebody like gives you some information like that, do you ever just like, you know, try to find a way to be positive about it for them? Or do you go inside yourself and go, oh, now I feel inadequate about what I'm bringing to the ketchup and I'm searching for things to yeah. find. Yes. Like, I'm like, yeah, man, I go I'm, immediately there. And so what I, like I'm blinking too much lately. Yeah, so I, I go, I go to that. Thing. So I go immediately into supportive mode. Yeah. Like that's the best I can do. It's yeah. just kind of. You're like, dude, fingers are overrated. So no, like, I don't, I don't oh, do okay, that. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to... That, that is a dead end street. Yeah. You could talk to it. Did, did I see... I think I... Are you doing a bunch of acting now? Like right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw you in something that I really liked. The Jennifer can't... Lopez movie. No. Was, was that, that it? I think it was a TV show. I was like excited. American Vandal? Maybe. I was like, just excited. Curb? Uh, Curb. I guess it was Curb. Yeah. Oh, you oh, were yeah. driving a car. Yeah, Curb. it was Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I was like, oh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, how tough. exciting. My favorite show of all time. It yeah, was I thought how great for you. Outer body. So one of those things that after I auditioned for it twice, I was like, even if I don't get this, this experience of improvising with Larry, making him laugh was unreal. And then I got out of it, and that two seconds later, I'm like, no, fuck that. I want this so bad. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just the, the greatest. Oh, I love it. That's good for you. Thanks, Congratulations. Man. And now back to our show. All right, let's get a couple of, uh, here we go, some questions. Uh, if we haven't had, if I any of you are still watching this, oh for sure, <laughs> so, this is a great episode. So, so, <laughs> this is gonna be a top, a top rated. One. I'm a 26 year old adult male. When I was younger, around 17, I was having anal sex with a female and tore the thingy attached to my foreskin to the head of my peener. God, we have, uh, dude, just we have the most uh, sort of. I am so not woke. Is peener what we're calling it now? Ah, uh, this guy is. Uh, is this a common injury for males? And is it something I should have sought medical medical attention for? Uh, P.S. Piss on me, beat me, hoe a man out. <laughs> oh, um, the mommies. Yeah, it's the mommies. Tight, yeah. It's the mommies. Uh, so, uh, very common injury. It's called a frenulum. It sort of tacks down the foreskin a little bit. And uh, it's one of the ways that guys end up with something called phimosis. It's one of the reasons, the, the most common reasons for adult circumcision. Back to our adult circumcision sure. story. Phimosis, um, not to be confused with photosynthesis. No, phimosis is a progressive narrowing of the foreskin so the head of the penis can't come out. And it happens very commonly. It's why you want to do this to your kids when they're young and they, they're before oh. they really even are aware of what's going are on. Are there any pros to anal sex? Like, I, look, it is on, like, if I have a list of things that my wife and I are going to do, like, you know, I mean, you know, Find a, a swinging conjoined twin couple is going to yeah. be before anal sex. I get you know that. what I'm saying? I get that. Like, that just seems so... And how and many injuries were... are available for you in the anal sure, sex department? Sure, on both sides. Both both partners. Both, both. So he injured the top of... The, 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 maybe we should go back to the pictures. Look up foreskin frenulum on uh, Oof, boy. pictures. Coming this fall to Fox. Frenulum, F-R-E-N-U. Foreskin frenulum. And you'll, you'll see... <laughs> Fren- they, didn't they just play Coachella N-U-L-U-M. L-U-M now. There you go. The frenulum of the prepuce. There it is. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a better picture that sort of th- that one. Now, that's a that's actually one oh. that's gotten tacked down. Oh, but look that's, at it broke. No, it's just it, that's a, a that's actually a circumcision gone bad. 
Um, <laughs> and it can be corrected. But uh, that, so he bumped. He just went too he hard tore and tore that. Yeah. And that and what happens is that that can happen. That picture is what can happen progressively because it keeps tearing, keeps coming apart. It's hard, right. and it can actually narrow the foreskin and cause this problem. And um, yeah, it's uh, a misery thing. And it's very common. Well, so, hope, hope you feel better, dude. Here's a, I have an unusual fetish. I'm into smelling girls' butts. This is for you, Adam. Uh, like <laughs> really into it. I've had this fetish for many years. It has expanded to a desire to smell their armpits and breath. Jesus. Lately, I've been getting up. I watch videos of girls farting and pooping. I hate that I have this fetish. I'm totally ashamed of myself. Oh, dude, advice. before he even checks Instagram or Twitter or like what the weather's going to be like, like, check the 10-day forecast, then look into some fart... Follies, what know? I don't understand is how can he be watching videos and smelling anything? What you know? Why does that help him? Why does that do anything for Maybe him? Maybe he likes to see it and then. So he's more like into the scat. Uh, Damn, smell stuff. it! I mean, look, that's that's some like elementary school shit where you like to smell farts. You know, that, that is something. There, there's like a a. I, I don't know. I would need to know the context for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not thinking good things. No. Let's just say. Let's just say. What part of your brain, and where do you develop the? Um, I don't know. What, what, uh, you know, the taste for uh, that. For that, stuff for that, like that. Yeah, like that. Is that there, passed there, down from generations? No. Is your grandpa like, oh boy, you, no, like, you there, boy? I'm telling you, when you hit 25, like the farts get better, the butts get bigger. Nothing like the. I don't know whose grandpa that is, but right. <laughs> You're sort of scaring me. Um, it, it, is it an acquired taste? Or yeah, is it, yeah. I don't think it's a genetic thing. I think it's an acquired thing. I think it's sort of probably trauma-related, something related, oh, yeah. some traumatizing It's thing. always trauma-related when yeah. it's a weird fetish, right? Right. When it gets wired in in some way, you're like, "Why? where did that get into my brain? Well, some sort of trauma. Also, the internet there. doesn't help. Like, the fact that no. these kids have at their disposal, I can Google, you know, uh, fart poops, breath video, whatever it is. I don't know what the key search words are, but whatever you're typing in, it's coming up for you. Yeah. I was just telling my nephew this the other day. He's 15. And I go, dude, the fact that you're never going to know the anxiety that comes with calling a girl you have a crush on and hearing her dad pick up. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because now yeah. like when he's Snapchatting all the time with these girls and I'm like, yeah. oh, you never like, I remember calling and my voice kind of dropped early. So at 12, I'd be like, you know, is, uh, you know, is, is Michelle home? And he's like, who is this? And, I'm, and he's like, stop calling. And he's like, well, like are you in high school? And I'm like, man, I'm fucking 12. I just want to touch a boob outside the shirt. Like cut me some slack, you know? But like, there's a, a certain level of, um, you know, I just evolving too quick without having to go through like the necessary steps of like having a crush. Well, and you, flirting you're, you're and, absolutely. It's interesting to bring that up. I think because of that, because they don't go through those normal developmental milestones anymore. Yeah, uh, that's why we're seeing a lot more stalking behaviors in the young males. A lot more, like much more serious than what you were engaged. Yeah, for sure. like, like like really like like free, here's what they do is they don't know how to navigate a relationship. They haven't had usual milestones. They don't pick up on cues and things. So they, they'll call, they'll they'll fall in love with some girl. She's not into it. Then they'll settle for a friend, and then at three years later, they'll be like, "Well, I've been your friend for the last three years. I've been, I've been you know, I've been moving, doing your moving your furniture when you asked me to, and cleaning your carpet. Now it's time. Now it's time. Yeah. Now it's time. Let's go. I put my time and in. all the messages and yeah. other ways that you can show that, like, look, I'm being cool, but still keeping some some contact yeah no 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 no. they they ladies the, those young males that are hanging around you as you're the guy the sweet he's so nice yeah. he does anything you have, that is that dude is full-on stalking you because it's good on. to feel some real re rejection like i remember when i would you know yes get, in, in flesh in real life yeah in and at that age too i mean like because you, you can bounce back because you just you know you fist some pop tarts this is you and the fisting again. <laughs> this is um, this is a great this is a great story. Okay, my name is Jay. I have a question. Never been answered. I broke my job playing football. A few days later, the mm. surgery. I had an Advil early in the day. 
I was trying not to do heavy painkillers. Then later I took hydrocodone. 20 to 30 minutes after taking the hydrocodone, I started crying uncontrollably. It's uh, very weird because I was not sad or feeling emotional. I had coworkers freaking out around me, asking me what's wrong. But while I was crying heavily, I was saying, I don't know what's wrong. It's just coming out. Now I had my medication cut in half, but I didn't take it after that. Is this common? It is not common. Definitely seen it. Definitely seen it many times. I would have patients. I had a patient show up in the office crying uncontrollably. Yeah, because they found out Seventh Heaven was canceled. After a Vicodin or a hydrocodone, they took it. It's, what about uh, it? It shows you. It's why, it's why you know that addiction is genetic. Right. Some people take hydrocodone and they cry uncontrollably. I take hydrocodone. I don't like it. It makes me feel shitty. Yeah. Uh, makes me feel nauseous. My addict patients take hydrocodone. They feel the best they've ever felt in their life. Oh, that's man. a different biological response. Right. Where genetics. does the crying come into play? Like it, we, just... it just triggers off some system that. Yeah. So don't take it. Right. That's. Yeah. 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 But but it's but it's so distressing because it's, you know, imagine you were just all of a sudden you start crying uncontrollably for yeah. no reason. And you weren't even sad. And you weren't thinking of anything sad. That happened to me on mushrooms once. Oh, really? Yeah. The first time I did mushrooms, it was a sophomore year of college, and I went to a Halloween party at the fraternity I was in, and I was dancing with a girl, and she was working real hard, like to to try to make me, uh, you know, uh, come to completion on the dance floor. It, she was working hard, like she said to her friends, like tonight I'm going to make a guy come in his pants. Like that's what she was trying to do. And Are you it sure was, you weren't just on mushrooms. <laughs> it seemed like for that. sure. I was actually grinding <laughs> on a telephone pole. Outside right, I was saying on a tree stop yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, she was. It was real. And uh, and and all of a sudden I feel it start to happen. And I didn't know the hallucination elements of being on mushrooms yet. Uh-oh. So I'm just like, oh, this is happening, and this is crazy. And she like was looking at me like it was happening and then all of a sudden she just walks away and I feel down there because now I'm super self-conscious because I'm like, all right, now I got cummy pants in front of all these strangers and I start feeling around completely dry. Then I start freaking out. So you had, I'm you like, had a dry orgasm. I'm like, I thought I came and I didn't. Now what? Like now I'm questioning everything. So I run upstairs and I'm wearing this weird like Slim Jim wig and like a vest, like a sleeveless vest. It was Halloween. I, yeah. I don't know what costume I was trying to you know pose R- as. Raggedy Andy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from the 80s. And, uh, and so I run upstairs and and I see my uh, a couple good buddies of mine, and I immediately start crying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I think the freak out from that, and then seeing some familiar faces kind of put me at ease. And they're like, "What happened?" And I was like, and I start just bawling. I was like, I thought I just came and I didn't, <laughs> and I just one of the basketball players is here, and he high five me, and I just I, you know, I think we might be friends. I don't know, and like these conjoined twins keep talking to me. You know, it, there's a lot going on. But I literally was crying, and I but you but you having emotion? And they were laughing. But, but imagine crying and not having emotion. Oh, that's yeah. You're just crying. Oh man. Yeah, you're not sad. That's you're a waste just of tears. Crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you were upset. By by the way, you probably had retrograde ejaculation. Oh really? The mushrooms made you shoot up into your bladder. I came into my pee. Wait, what? Into your bladder. How does that work? So then it's called the the valve doesn't. So I did. You probably had an, an orgasm. You actually ejaculated, but it went up into the that's bladder. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was um. It was intense. Ghost load. Is that, is that the medical thing? <laughs> Dr. Drew, we actually have a question that I think is about that specifically. Oh, right. a voice message. Let's yeah. do it. How timely. Hi, Dr. Drew. Yes, this is Zach from California. I'm calling to ask about something I've been doing for years. I heard a podcast a long time ago from David Show about uh, when he orgasms. He actually doesn't uh, actually ejaculate. And he holds it all in by a little muscle between the balls on his asshole, I decided to try it out and it turned out it works. Yeah. Uh, I've told people about this and they've told me that the fluid actually will go into my bladder and apparently make me die one day. Uh, <laughs> I don't experience any issues uh, when I actually do ejaculate, you know. It's just more output and the girls seem to like it. So 
I don't really know. Uh, hopefully, you and your guests can answer this. Thank you okay. very much. Well, yeah. I, I have a policy. My, just Let me just state my policy, right? Please. When things want to come out of your body, you let them come out. Yeah. Sneeze, ejaculate, whatever. Ge generally speaking, healthier thing. <clears throat> he is causing retrograde ejaculation essentially by pushing on the valve. He, he reaches under his... Your people call the taint. <laughs> it's the, par the perineum, and and um, and then strangely, what occurs is a mitzvah. It's it's it is. Also. it truly is. But in any event, you, you that's the story uh, of Passover. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. It's well, it's the chapter that they sometimes leave out of the, the family version. But yeah, there's no symbol symbolic food for that at the table. Well, the salt water. But but anyway, but uh, but. Uh, be that as it may, uh, it it is you're, you may accidentally trigger something where the uh, the retrograde ejaculation starts happening every time. Yeah, and it's actually a very difficult thing to treat if it becomes sort of a, a regular thing. It's not easy. So when it comes time for fertility, mm -hmm. it can actually be kind of an issue. And it, it's you're not going to die from it. it doesn't, the the semen doesn't hurt you. It, it comes out in the pee later. Is there a certain and, amount of times for fertility purposes that you shouldn't be like leading up to it, like? You know, I know that there's a schedule for the gals that's more conducive for, for yeah. making making a life. For, but for guys, you're pretty much always there. There are ways to make it better. Like, do you like hold out for a little bit? Hold out for a little bit. Make it stronger, Avoid right? jacuzzis, you know, let, let them hang. That's a, a real thing, bit. huh? Yeah, they so will tell you that kind of now, thing. Now, what about hot tubs? I feel it's like hot tubs thing. are the uh, poor man's jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah, same That's the idea. Do you know there was a place called Tubs uh, in Seattle where I grew up, and I used to, always to drive by it, and I thought it was like a sandwich place? No, it turns out it's a place that you could rent hot tubs by the hour and fucking them. What? <laughs> yeah. Did not know that until like weird end of high school and driving by. I'm like, I'm like with my buddy and his dad. And I was like, you guys uh, hungry? I was like, we go to tubs. And the dad just goes, the fuck are you talking about? I was like, you guys don't want to go to tubs? I'm starving. He's like, for fucking weird, like, come water. Like, what for what? And I was like. For sandwiches. God, why are you being weird? He's like, do you know what tubs is? Oh. It's like people pay to go. Isn't that crazy? Yes, that is beyond crazy. That is not something that would survive down here. No. Yeah. Probably in like Germany. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because they're sexually yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. on par. You know, Car Carola and I, I remember, used to always play Germany or Florida. Yeah. We, we had to re resurrect Germany or Florida, too. Like, really so if should. anybody has any Germany or Florida questions. So anything weird, macabre, out of this world sort of happen of a criminal nature, typically. Yeah. Uh, Tell the story to us on the voice message, 2818-253-1693, and we will determine, me and the guest, Germany or Florida. I literally just came back from Miami today, and uh, man, like, you get why all the crazy shit happens. Like, when I brought up to them, I was like, do you remember when guy, it was, it was in Miami when the guy ate the guy's face on bath salts. Yeah. And I was like, do you remember when that happened? And they were all like, like, it was a half, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like... <laughs> Do you realize how normal crazy shit is to you guys? Like somebody ate a face yeah. and I re-brought that up and you guys are like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you eat a face. You know, Chipotle wasn't open. He was fucking hungry. But like they really do just, uh, it's got to be something in the uh, the booze. It, it, it Staying is up late night, right? A, a something. I, I, it, what I, contributes it, to a culture where everyone is just. I think it is that late night culture right it's a yeah. clubby yeah yeah you know, south beach yeah. stuff we've got that too was was the um club at south beach no uh miami uh, well yeah miami. a miami improv yeah now let's get back to our show next question voice message hi dr drew big fan i have a question so 
I am 25 now, and I have been on the pill since I was 16. Um, The reason I went on so young was because at the time, um, I was having insufferable cramps. Painful periods, um, To the point where I would black out when I was, you know, 15, 16. Mm -hmm. Um, Birth control totally changed that. Mm -hmm. It alleviated that intense cramping and a lot of other symptoms around that time of the month. But the deal is now I feel like the pill is majorly messing like with my libido. Oh, yes. Every time I'm on it, I'm not horny. Yes. I'm not into yes. crushes or anything. Like yep. I'm just She's right. neutral. Yeah. Like Okay, so uh this is because of progesterone and so many of the pills today are these very powerful progesterone agents uh and almost no or sometimes no estrogen. And the way to deal with talk to your doctor about this. The problem is there's, there, there's a guy named Andrew Goldstein that does a lot of research on this, and it has something to do with the receptor for your sex hormones, progesterone and estrogen. And he has isolated the certain structural differences uh, in the women that get this problem. It's very common. The doctors never describe it to the women. And, and I'm telling you, it can, it can permanently screw with your libido. That's mm. the really problematic part. So you want to talk to your doctor about getting down on the progesterone, maybe up on some estrogen, or maybe get it off the, the pill altogether. Uh, you may go back to painful periods again, and um, there may be other ways to deal with that. But again, it's the progesterone-predominant pill that does this. And no one ever tells women about this. It they don't, huh? Crazy. It can ca- cause depression. It can cause serious libido problems. And, and sometimes the libido stuff is permanent. So it's, it's worth uh, getting off it if you can. Or switching to something that has more estrogen. Having cramps that lead to a blackout is just seems like the worst thing yeah. of all time. Yeah, we, we don't have any sort of as uh, a male? correlation no, for that. Nothing. Yeah, but though when you get older, you'll get yours. Uh, as we, we always say in medicine, you, you don't want a female's urogenital genital tract before yeah. the age of 40. You don't want a man's after 50. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, touche. Yeah, good times. Next question. Big fan of the show, but I have a weird problem where maybe four days a week. First of all, I hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, stop, that. Stop, 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 yeah. stop that. He said, but I have a weird problem. Can't you be a fan of the show and still have a problem? Yeah, Did you, hear that? yeah he was you like, can. Big and, fan, but... and there's something about this guy where I just totally love him. I love <laughs> yeah. this guy. So I love his voice. Let's, let's roll it back a little bit. To he where sounds he's like Spicoli. A, big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about him. All right. Big fan of the show, but I have a weird problem where Seven Eleven's closed. Maybe four days a week, I end up throwing up in the morning, and it's yeah. all spit. I don't know. It seems like spit. my maybe my nasal cavity is draining into my could throat be, or, but it's weird it happens all the time and i would like to have dr drew uh maybe give me a little well, advice on it yeah kid. it's an interesting thing we don't know how old he is i'm gonna guess he's older than he sounds just by the For nature real? of the problem i'm gonna yeah. say mid-20s yeah that's what i'd say too but he may be a little older than that there's a couple things uh reflux right gastroesophageal reflux so a lot of the sort of stomach acid can kind of accumulate up in here when you're lying down at night but there's also something called achalasia and pseudoachalasia what's that achalasia of the cardia which is a problem with the again it's just another kind of reflux essentially but where the the base of the esophagus doesn't relax Ooh. and uh and that sort of very very typically is the throwing up of saliva uh so it made me think about achalasia as a possibility you need to see a gastroenterologist and uh, see if we can get this taken care of. It's not that uncommon. Yeah, Puking is the worst. You don't like vomiting? I mean, like when I've had to, to feel better. Also, like, it's something called a zincorous diverticulum, which is, can be up and accumulate shit out there. But anyway. Yeah. Um, 
You don't yeah, it's, I mean, few, well, only a few times in your life you vomited. No, no, I mean more than that for yeah, sure. But okay. like, I mean, went to see for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's also, I mean, look, there's certain um, videos that I've seen where I'm just like, that is, you know, stirring the pot. You know, I mean that tree guy thing. Oh, I see. Like, if I were to watch, like, so we like we just went through. You just put us through. Yes, for yes. sure. But there, I mean, if the but but it's. I mean, I can look at a picture. But if it were like a a weird porn where like he walked in and he was like the pizza guy, but then he had tree hands. Like, I was yeah. like dude, this doesn't add up. It's also not realistic because you know Domino's would never hire that guy. You know, Does this go on in your head all the time. For sure, okay. it's the story's got to make sense all before right. I can get hard. Let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> be, let's get another question. <laughs> I like these questions. Hey, Doc, this is Bennett from uh, Ohio here. So recently I've been hitting these online dating sites, and I'm generally interested in these girls, but then as soon as I get, like, you know, we'll have conversation, but as soon as I'm done and they agree to meet up with me, I lose all interest. I was wondering, um, you know, what the fuck's going on there? So what do you Am think, I messed up in the head? What well, can I yeah, do? Yeah, what do you think know, that is, keep... Adam? It reminds me of a phrase. Woody so, so Allen phrase. He said, well, no, so he's on all these dating sites. And, and then when he finally found someone that'll meet up with him, he loses interest in them. Oh, boy, that's, um, what, what's the saying? You, um, you want ne- what you... Never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member. Wow. That, that's actually a famous, uh, Woody Allen brought it up in Annie Hall, but it's actually a, uh, who'd that come from? Somebody look, look that up for me. Whenever want to be a member of, I think it's, oh, it's Mark, Groucho Marx originally. Never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member. Yeah, I also, so it's that kind of thing. Oh, you're going to show me a frenulum again? Thanks. I, I know it's Groucho Marx. It is. Never want to be part of a club. Yeah, it's Groucho. It um, also reminds me of a famous uh, music quote. I get knocked down, but I get up again. But then when I meet up with the person that I wanted to meet up with, uh, I just stay down because they turned out to be not as cool as I thought they were. You know, Chumbawamba. <laughs> by the way, you know Chumbawamba, uh, I don't think has been said by you ever, has it? Yes, because we had Chumbawamba in the studio. When? Uh, and that was their song. Yes, I know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> That was a Chumbawamba alley-oop. Yeah, and uh, they were... Awesome? No. Oh, the bummer, op- the but opposite. also, yep. <laughs> they're, they're, they're anarchists. Oh, no. And, and Adam, Adam literally went, um, so... They, he goes, what, how do you decide what you're doing? You get up and go to work. Whatever you want to do. And he goes, how about the air traffic control? Who's doing that? Whoever wants to do it that day. And I'm like, oh, you people are just assholes. Oh, what Jesus. Yeah. Oh, this is just, this is total Can ass- we do a part two uh, podcast of just where we talk shit about Wumba? <laughs> Not even give him the full chumba? <laughs> just call him Wumba. And, and <laughs> more chumba Wumba stories. Oh, oh dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, um, look, I think you know there's there's so much that goes into the chase of, of trying to meet somebody right and yeah the, but dude listen it's it's uh, you're you're right and that's what okay right some arousal some guys are more into that than others but ultimately it's fear of intimacy yep. fear of oh for sure you know if, if, if you actually have an opportunity to be with somebody and then you get i'm out because they're into me okay i would love to know how far into these meetups he's getting before he's pulling the plug like is he yeah. getting there seeing them and then go and then it's probably starting to develop some camaraderie and some rapport and then going like oh no and then he just he's got to bounce right. i think you're up because unless he's just showing up because look it's also uh you know fair if he shows up and he's just like you don't look like your picture you know uh i'm getting a call i gotta go yeah because yeah. i know girls do that oh i've heard from girlfriends yeah they're just like they have that that friend that's always on uh you know on on the ready to give them a call yeah or like there's like oh a, i see yes like that, they that, call yeah they have like, a little code they it's send like 20 out. minutes in to call me yes and then if it's going okay i won't pick it up but if it isn't then right. i'll pick it up and go oh my god i think that's brilliant that's it is fun. brilliant yeah. dudes don't have uh, we don't we're not did that you, forward did thinking. you ever use the dating apps no you know i 
I've never been, I signed up for J-Date, I remember, and matched a few times and then was just like, can't do, I, it's so old school, but it, it, I just, meeting people organically has always been the yeah. best for me. Yeah. And I prefer, and I'm not against it at all or above it, because I, I think it's, I know people that have yeah, happily yeah. married. I mean, no, it's, to cut out all that bullshit, um, you know, I, uh, also in, in our world, it's just, I meet enough people that way. But like, yeah, there, there was a, a part of me at one time that was like, oh, maybe like, That'd be cool. I mean, I did the um, uh, you know Tinder thing for a minute when it came out. Mm. A kid from my fraternity actually um, helped make that. Him and a oh, couple wow. of kids. Yeah. What fraternity? AE Pi, or as uh, they called us, AE High, because there was so much uh, pop brownie. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, is I there smoked, one last I question? Smoked out there? of a menorah. Oh, is that? I didn't know that you had a like a made a bong out of a shofar. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Look it up. Now, so okay, there we go. Go ahead. We're ready. Dr. Drew, mm. Kevin from Boston. Hi, Kevin. Big fan so, of the podcast. Big question on my mind. Sometimes uh -oh. during sex, not masturbation, after I come, my muscles in my hands and my lips oh, yeah. tighten up and stiffen where my resting hands are right. fingers together pointed out stiff and my lips okay. are like puckered. It'll yeah. die out after like five, ten minutes. I asked my doctor. He had no idea. Um, yeah. Okay. That kind so he comes of thing. and he's going... Yeah. <laughs> like Woody. Uh, ooh, oh, Bill, oh, oh, goodness. Looks more, looks a little more Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, oh, 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 was it good for you? So, oh, you're still asleep. So, um, two things. Yeah. Uh, one is hyperventilation. Uh, so, you might be what you're breathing. Uh, you don't have to hyperventilate much to get cramps in the muscles in the hand. Isn't it crazy that even just breathing techniques, like you talk about operatic singers or Broadway yeah. stars, but even for. Uh, love making like normal, you normal dude having sex you need to have some sort of a pattern and breath, rhythm going breath control yeah, yeah breath because, control because because if you breathe one more time per minute than you need you're really unloading a lot of co2 yeah and, and it can lead to things like numbness and tingling around your hands yeah. and cramps in your, yeah. your mouth and cramps in your hands also sometimes some people are prone to muscle spasm that's just them sure. they just said uh, certain certain People are very athletic often are that way. And just cramping the muscle precipitates yeah. a, a sustained cramp. So also try to relax. Try also, to relax. what positions are uh, are they dabbling in that maybe could be causing some of this muscle strain? You know, maybe just go back to the basic missionary doggy. Are, you are, know? We, are we looking at the liabilities of anal sex again here? Is that what <laughs> I saying? mean, dude, it sounds like uh, it sounds like we might be. Adam, we've said it all. We have. <laughs> so, this is so fun. I could talk to you forever. So, well, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I got so, a few more minutes. Okay, well... Um, Jeez, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about my album coming right, out. Let's do it. It's called Read, it. Read the Room, and it uh, is available to buy April 26th, where uh, albums are sold. Uh, and uh, pre-order right now, as I know this will probably come out before the 26th, maybe. And has it got a theme to it, or is it just your favorite? No, I mean, it's, right it's you know, look, I've uh, you get to a point where you're like, you know, I haven't done a, a uh, an hour special yet, and I've got the material for it, but... You know, why not? You'd be great for an hour. Yeah, I mean, look, there's you. I thought about trying to self fund it. Do what Adam did. Adam, Adam went out. I was even talking to those guys about them helping me do it and doing it under the Corolla banner, which I think would be cool. But you know, you just you need content out there, and I've been putting up all these like clips from a couple sets that I had friends shoot on, you know, with high quality stuff, and and those have been getting hundreds of thousands of views on my Instagram. And you need content. There's too many ways to absorb stuff now. And people, you know, having the album be on Sirius a bunch and Spotify and all that, 
is uh, Nate Bargatze was telling me how much more attention he got from those platforms than he did even from Netflix views. Mm. Um, but you just got to have stuff out there. And I, you know, been doing, uh, you know, this hour for, for the last year and change and, and writing all the time. So it's not like I was going to have a shortage of, of new material. So, but it's great. And, you know, I do a lot of crowd work in uh, my hour. I'll usually do about an hour, 15, hour, 20. Mm. And uh, there's some really fun crowd work moments in this. Right. Uh, so it's it's great and did it the punchline in San Fran. So pre order that, read the room. Uh, other than acting and comedy, what else are you into? Oh man, and, I mean, and weird congenital defects. Weird congenital defects. I mean, uh, well, I mean, speaking of you know congenital defects, I mean, but, my but podcast I mean, partner Brad. You've always struck me as a oh yeah, Brad, yeah, yes, yeah. Let's get on with him. Let's yeah. get on with that. So Brad and I, you know, we got about last night. We, we got to get you back on. I mean, I know you're busy yeah. as shit, but um, about last night podcast. Get that on iTunes. But you, you know, I, I also, this is not a, even a compliment. I just know yeah. this about you. You're a very super smart guy. So I'm imagining oh, that you're interested in all kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm writing yeah. all the, I mean, I have a problem where I, I'm just now getting better at trying to get a little more rest and seeing how necessary that is for, you know, I do a lot of voiceover and, um, uh, by the way, She-Ra season two drops on Netflix. Great. Uh, I'm the voice, um, She-Ra's talking horse sidekick, Swiftwind. Nice. Um, yeah, that, I know you're a big Shira guy. Gas problem? What's that? Swift wind's yeah. got a gas problem. <laughs> yeah. Swift wind is uh, into smelling farts yeah. and butts. Um, so uh, back to that. Uh, but it. Uh, I, but, I, but I want to see you act more. I, when you, I saw you. That's my, when you were on Crib Your Enthusiasm. You were like, yeah, oh, it's I the love best you. Thing. It's I mean, best. I did this uh, indie comedy with Thomas Lennon that'll come out on Netflix in June, <clears throat> and um, you know, have a bunch of shows that I'm trying to make. I feel like you should be on Brad. Barry and you should be on uh, the Me Kaminsky too, man. Effect. What's the Kaminsky Effect? What do they call that? Yes. Those uh, are things I, I, like, I expect to see you in those. You, you know, are iconic, uh, iconic You're stuff. quite the mensch. You, you sound like my mom. My mom literally can't watch certain <laughs> shows. She'll literally send me a text me like, this is coming out. You should find a way to get in touch with Spielberg. She goes, she even said like, she's like, you could have been Joey on Friends. I'm like, mom, that show came out in 94. I was 12. She's like, which would have made it that much more incredible. Uh, very interesting too. But there's so many, yeah, like acting is my first love and stand up and acting are so synonymous, but like you just have to keep pounding the pavement and the, the resilience that you have to have that I'm just even having to check myself on. Adam, there's always Wolverine. You always go back to Can you imagine though? There is a documentary if I, I mean, look, if in, you know, another 20 years, things haven't popped the way I want to, yeah. I should just go back there and have a documentary film crew like film the journey of me quitting the business, going back. And then hopefully, you know, the way that the stars should align in Hollywood that once you've given up, then hopefully like you get that shot to get back. Maybe Hugh Jackman like cast me to play his son in like the old Wolverine movie. And he's like, we got to get somebody that, by the way, that's not Hugh Jackman at all. It'd I don't know who that was. But... Wolverine Creed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What's, uh, what, how do, what's the title there? I don't know, but yeah, Adam Adam Mantium. Oh, right. Oh, which by the way, that's I didn't. I knew about four days into working there that that was like what his claws were made of. Because again, I didn't know shit. Kids would literally be like, "What's Wolverine's favorite food?" And I was like, "Potato salad." Fuck off! It doesn't matter, you know. Um, because I just, you know, I like the movies, but I don't know the extra. You figured it out. The extra info. You're an improv guy. You gotta be. Yeah. All right, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, we're going to have to wrap You're this You're an thing improv up. guy. Dead silence. No, I know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the plugs again. Uh, read the room, April 26th and beyond. Comes so out, yeah. Available. Where, where can they get it? Uh, I mean, I post links on my Instagram and Twitter all the time. Instagram but is? Go to uh, Adam Ray Comedy. Adam Ray and Comedy. And AdamRayComedy.com for my tour dates. Yeah. And uh, about last night. Yeah. Check that out. You're the man. Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me, Doc. All right. And uh, we'll see you all next time. 
All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.